Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the heat. And I know we've had a heat wave just about in every area. And it's just plain hot and miserable out there in just about every area. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I've been getting several messages these last couple of weeks about the chlorine level in pools and the hot weather, New York. Texas, areas where it's been really unseasonably hot. Arizona, I guess, is in there, but it's always hot in Arizona, so it's nothing really new. But there's some areas of the country where we're experiencing extremely high heat and things that you may not have experienced before. One of those, namely, is that the chlorine is not holding really well in a lot of pools because you're not used to probably dealing with this kind of weather. There are many reasons why the chlorine level drops more rapidly when it's hot. First of all, the UV index is usually a lot higher on hot days, which means that the chlorine in the pool is protected from the UV rays with the cyanuric acid level in the pool. However, that protection is not like a complete protection. It's not as if you're not going to have chlorine burn off with UV rays. In fact, it's going to burn off a lot faster with the higher UV index because the cyanuric acid just can't protect the chlorine with the UV index so high, which means it's almost like you have very little cyanuric acid in the pool. In this case, if you were to put a gallon of liquid chlorine in, in the pool in the peak of summer, and let's say the, the outside temperature is 110, UV index is at 8 or 9, that chlorine will probably burn out of that pool within 2 or 3 hours, and so whatever you added there will be totally gone. So in a sense, the cyanuric acid isn't working as effectively as it did maybe a month ago when the temperatures were in the 80s or 90s. So keep that in mind that chlorine burnoff is something unavoidable in this hot weather, and that's why you have to keep the chlorine level at really high levels in these pools. I like to keep the pools here in my area close to 5 to 10 parts per million in the summertime so that I never have this problem, closer to 10 actually than 5. So anywhere from 8 to 10 parts per million is acceptable Now, it's safe to swim in a public pool at 10 parts per million, and the health department, of course, doesn't go back to your residential pools and check. So kind of keep that as a litmus test. You want to keep your free chlorine level about 10 parts per million in these pools. There's another factor, of course, and that's Bob Lowry's formula for free chlorine versus a cyanuric acid level. And he says that you should keep your free chlorine at 7.5% of the pool cyanuric acid level. So if your pool has 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, you should keep the chlorine at 7.5 parts per million, which is, again, in that range that I keep the pools in the summertime so that, you know, I don't have this problem with the chlorine burning off, you know, even more rapidly. It's going to burn off, so you want to keep it a higher, a higher level because it's going to burn down to a certain level faster, if that makes sense. 
For example, if the cyanuric acid level in the pool was at 50 parts per million, and you were trying to keep it at 5 parts per million as far as the free chlorine level, in that case, if it's really hot and the UV index is really high, that 5 parts per million is going to get to zero before the week's over. But if you started at 10 parts per million, chances are you're going to make it pretty much through the week within that with that pool, maybe not in some cases. So you want to make sure that the chlorine level is consistent and that the free chlorine is going to stay in that range every day or close to that range every day. This may require you adding more chlorine during the week. So if you have to leave chlorine with the customer, by all means, leave some chlorine to the customer to add in their midweek. Because when I mentioned that the free chlorine level has to be at a certain percentage, that's not weekly, that's daily. So if it drops down to a certain level during the week. So if you're there, let's say on a Wednesday, and then by Saturday, it's from 8 down to 4. And then by Monday, it's at 1 or 2 or near 0. And then you have all kinds of problems with algae blooming. So that percentage that I'm quoting you has to be kept daily. So if you use trichlor tablets or calhypo tablets, or if you use a liquid feeder, or if you leave chlorine for your customer to put into the pool, you have to keep that constant level of chlorine, especially with the high UV index days, for the chlorine to be effective in the pool. So it's one of those things where it's kind of a misnomer that, hey, I'm going to bring the chlorine level up to, you know, eight parts per million on Monday. Should be fine. I should be able to get to next Monday. But you're forgetting about the dip each day because every day you're going to lose about one parts million of free chlorine. Regardless of the UV index, it just kind of burns off because the cyanuric acid just stretches out how long the chlorine lasts in the pool. It doesn't make the chlorine last infinitely with cyanuric acid in there. So keep that in mind. It's, it's just a layer of protection. It's kind of like suntan lotion. And I'll touch on this in a second too, suntan lotion for yourself. When you apply suntan lotion, if you read the label, it says, you know, reapply in 45 minutes or reapply after being in the water. And the same thing with cyanuric acid. It's going to protect the chlorine from the sun's UV rays, but it's not a bulletproof kind of protection. It's still going to be burned off. And the higher the UV index, the less protection that, that cyanuric acid or conditioner or suntan lotion, I would say, will protect the chlorine. We used to call it stabilizer back in the day, and I think that's a good term to use for cyanuric acid even today. It stabilizes the chlorine in the pool, so it doesn't really, you know, I don't know why we got the term conditioner, but for me, stabilizer is a much better term for cyanuric acid because it stabilizes the chlorine level in the pool, basically. The more you have in the pool doesn't necessarily mean the more it's going to protect. However, the more cyanuric acid that's in the water you can actually raise the free chlorine level to a higher percentage and it'll protect it to that level. So for example, if you had a pool with 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, not to get super technical, but it should protect 5 parts per million of chlorine. And so if you bring it to 7 parts per million, there's going to be some of that chlorine that's not protected because you only have 50 parts per million in the pool. So if you wanted to keep it at 8 to 10 parts per million, you would have to raise the cyanuric acid up to 80 or 100 parts per million for it to be effective because if you had just 50 parts per million and you brought that pool up to 10 parts per million, 5 parts per million of that chlorine is not really protected by the cyanuric acid because it's too low to protect it at 10 parts per million. So that 5 parts is above the 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid will burn off faster than the 5 parts per million that's being protected by it. And to make it more complicated, the cyanuric acid molecule binds and unbinds with the chlorine molecule continuously. But basically, a rule of thumb is that 
if you want to bring your chlorine level up to a certain level, the cyanuric acid should match that level. So if you're trying to go for 8 parts per million in the pools you have during the week, then you need cyanuric acid in the pool at 80 parts per million. That can be a little confusing, I know, but just note that you want to keep the chlorine level at a much higher level in, each, in these pools. So that's kind of the takeaway here. Just keep the chlorine at an elevated level during these peak hot weather days. So you're going to be burning through a lot of chemicals and hopefully you'll, you're, you're charging your customers for the extra chlorine you're using in their pools. I mentioned suntan lotion and this is something that I'm a big proponent of. I know a lot of pool guys that have skin cancer. Even the person that trained me, Doug Ward, he has, he, ba he battles skin cancer ever since I knew him. And it's because he never really wore a hat out there. He never really put suntan lotion on. And I think it's one of those things where you're protecting yourself because just like any job out there, you know, I, I'm not a coal miner, but if you worked in a coal, coal mine, you definitely would want to have a canary. That's kind of an old thing, but it's true. They still probably use something like that to make sure that it's, the, it's safe to be in there and there's not too much carbon dioxide building up in there. Of course, you have your hard hat on. And you have your goggles because you're working in a pretty harsh environment. But then when it comes to like working outside, doing pools, everyone takes this attitude like, well, yeah, it's not a big deal. I, you know, I don't need suntan lotion. It's a myth or whatever. And that's fine. You can believe whatever you want. But the reality is if you look at anything that's being hit by the sun all the time, I have umbrellas in my backyard that are supposed to be UV resistant and they're faded in a year. You leave anything out in the sun, you have a car that's been out there for a few years getting hit by the sun, the paint starts to fade away, and everything gets lighter by the sun. In fact, it's burning the chlorine out of the pool as we speak. So I definitely recommend wearing a hat with a brim on it. Also, putting suntan lotion on. I wear long sleeves out there. And just cover yourself with a good SPF suntan lotion. I use SPF 100 now, and it's supposed to be protecting me for I guess 100 minutes out there is kind of how they kind of rate it so I'm not reapplying as often it's really thick and it's you know unsightly but it's something that I think is going to protect you out there you definitely want to reapply it during the day and of course wear protective eyewear I like wearing polarized sunglasses because it protects your eyes from cataracts just wearing any sunglasses is not enough because unless they're polarized with the UV protection the sun, the sun rays will still get into your eyes and will cause you to have cataracts later. Lots of people that I know have cataract surgery. And one, the number one thing that I, I know about these folks is that they never really wore sunglasses outside. In fact, my grandfather had it and I've never, I never saw him wear a pair of sunglasses until he had the cataract surgery and then he wore them all the time. But it's one of those things where sunglasses are definitely something to protect you. If you wear prescription glasses, you definitely want to get the ones that, uh, I forgot what they're called, where they change color when the sun hits them. My son has those, and I should know the name of those. I think they're called tra transition lenses or something like that. So definitely you want to get a pair of those to protect yourself. But by all means, take all the precautions you can out there because skin cancer is pretty insidious, and it's one of those things that you want to avoid at all costs. You don't want to expose yourself to that. And if you're out in the sun all day long, that's going to be a problem. Another thing that you may want to do, and this is something that some pool guys like doing and other pool guys don't, is to kind of wet yourself or have a wet towel around your neck. I personally kind of like wetting myself. I never get into the pool, but on occasion I will splash water. If it gets like super hot, I'll put some water on me. I don't know if that makes it worse or better in some cases, 
But I think whatever you can do to kind of lower your body temperature is going to help you. And that means being in your truck with the air conditioner on. You know, some old timers are like, well, I don't have my air conditioner on because I want to I want to kind of just be in the environment and I don't want to go from cold to hot. For me, I think I'd like to go from cold to hot every day. And for sure, I have my air conditioner on while I'm in there just to kind of cool off your body and prevent heat stroke. Because if you don't do that, you're going to get really sick really fast, especially if you're working in midday when there's no no shade at the pools. It's just like the sun is beating down on you and it's just really extremely uncomfortable. You want to avoid, of course, spending too much time over there at the stop. Luckily, on these really hot days, the customers don't come out and bug you. You you rarely will get a chatty customer when it's 110 degrees out. I'm sorry, but no one wants to come outside. Another thing I noticed about the hot weather, and I mentioned not spending too much time at the pool because it's like burning you, and this is that people don't really care about their pool as much as you think they do it when it's really hot because they're not really going out and using it when it's 110 degrees. They may use it in the evening, that's fine. But I don't really detail the pools when it's 100, 110 degrees out because to me, that's just a waste of time and energy. They're not going out there to look at the pool. They're going to use it maybe in the evening when things look better anyway. You don't have the sun hitting it, showing all the defects or dirt. And most and most of the pools on your route should have an automatic cleaner. If they don't, you definitely want to put those in there. So you want to be able to get in and out of the pool as fast as possible. I remember when I was kind of a rookie and I was out there cleaning pools. There was another pool next door and I can see the other pool guy. We would kind of hit the same, hit the accounts at the same time. So I'd be back there. He'd be next door. It was like a hundred degrees one day and he came back there and I was vacuuming one of the, I was vacuuming the pool at that time. He looked over the fence and he's like, it was not even, it was like uh, a chain link fence. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing vacuuming the pool? It's a hundred degrees. I'm like, well, the pool's dirty. He goes, it doesn't matter. No one's going to care. No one's out there looking at it. Just treat this as like a rainy day. It's raining fire. Forget about vacuuming the pools when it's like this. And he had his leaf rake and I don't even think he brought his tote. He just brought his leaf rake and test kit. He's like, just forget about it. Just go ahead and uh, get the pool as clean as you can and then get out of there. And so I took that advice and I've been doing that ever since. When it's really blazing out, I'm not going to spend a lot of time detailing it. And this is where test trips come in handy because it's 110 degrees. You're not doing a five-minute test on that pool. Just dip that strip in there get the ballpark chemicals and get out of there. It's not one of those things where you want to just hang out in the heat and show that you're, you know, a dedicated pool guy or gal. Just get out of the heat because it's going to eventually kill you if you're out there long enough. And so treat those days as this raining fire. And so I had to learn by just some guy yelling over the fence at me, you know, what am I doing vacuuming a pool in this weather? And I kind of took that to heart that I was being kind of foolish at that point. And, and as a rookie, I was doing way too much to make the pool look good even in that heat. I think you should also try to time your pool route to where there's some shade in the afternoon. So I like to kind of do my route, especially just even when it's not hot in a certain way where the the pools where there's no shade, I'm doing in the morning when I don't need the shade. And then the pools that have shade, you're doing in the afternoon. Now there's going to be some times where you can't really avoid that. And I, you know, have, have my route set up is that if it's shady all morning and then I hit a pool in the afternoon that's that's blazing hot. It feels miserable, but the best you can, try to get your route to where the pools that have zero shade you're doing in the morning, and then the pools that have some shade you're doing in the afternoon, so you can get a little bit of a reprieve from the sun beating down on you because it does wear you out and drain you. Something else you want to make sure you don't do on really hot days, and this is sometimes unavoidable, 
but you don't want to do any complicated repairs when it's really hot. You can't really think in the heat. And it's one of those things where if you're out there and the sun's hitting you, if you have a pop-up tent, that's fine. You can probably do some repairs underneath there. But try to do those repairs in the morning or on a dedicated day because it's really hard to focus when it's 105 degrees out and you're trying to put in a pump and the sun's hitting you. It's just really not a good feeling. It's kind of like you're out in the middle of a battle and all the enemies shooting at you and you have no cover. And that's kind of how you feel when you're trying to do a repair when the sun's just beating on you. So try to schedule those some other time and don't do that when the sun is just at the peak. And one of the things that you also want to do is drink plenty of water. You probably want to drink at least a gallon of water during that day on your route to stay hydrated because you can dehydrate really fast. Of course, Gatorade's a great way to stay hydrated. It has a lot of electrolytes in it. But once you start to feel dehydrated, it's too late at that point. Then you're going to start to get dizzy and get a headache. So to avoid that, just drink lots of water, drink Gatorade, and try to stay hydrated. And of course, use your truck's air conditioner. I don't think I buy into that. You know, get accumulated to the weather and you'll be better. I just like getting into my cool air conditioner truck at least for five minutes. And then, of course, it takes a Herculean effort sometimes to get back out there and do another pool after that. And definitely, I never take a break. I don't go to a restaurant and sit down for 40 minutes and try to continue my work on a hot day. It's just not something that I would suggest doing because that's going to take an even more, much more effort than you can imagine to get back out there after being in an air conditioned restaurant for 45 minutes or an hour. Just bring something, eat it, snack or something, and, and get out and get home as soon as you can. Bottom line, try to do everything you can so that the pools don't run out of chlorine so you're not brushing pools in 100 degree weather. Do everything you can to get in and out of that stop as quick as possible. And of course, you know, one of the things that you have to always keep in mind on these really hot days is that eventually the weather's going to cool off and you're going to have fall and then you're going to have winter and spring. But living through these hot days, it's one of those things where it just takes extra motivation to get out of bed, to get going and get out there. Most employees will quit when it's like 100 degrees for five or six days in a row. They'll be like, hey, you know, I really don't like this job and I wasn't expecting it to be this bad. So I'll, I'll do something else. So a lot of times you're going to lose employees you hire in the summer. They may be okay in the spring. When summer hits, they may skedaddle on you, which is very normal in the industry. You'll see a lot of help wanted signs up in the middle of summer because someone quit. And it's one of those things where, yeah, if you can quit yourself, you probably would too. It's just really miserable when it's hot and you're working out there. So I don't hold it against them. It's one of those things where, again, you know, working in Walmart, in and out Burger, or working out in 110 degree weather, standing in front of a pool, I think the option you would choose would be the same they choose. So the heat definitely is something to consider. And it's one of those things where it's unavoidable. This year has been probably worse than most years in my area and a lot of areas around the country. But yeah, it's just super hot and super miserable, and there's no way to sugarcoat it. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you through a drop-down menu of other podcasts i recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer.com.
backslash pool guy. Again, that's get skimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.